Welcome back to the PJ Pod and to our new spotlight format where we take you on a whistle stop tour around a story from this month's PJ and give you an exclusive insight into how we put it together. In this episode, we're looking at sodium valproate and we'll be asking could this be the new thalidomide? I'm Nigel Prates, Executive Editor of the PJ. And this month, I have Julia Robinson to talk us through her investigation. But first, here's what former Health Secretary Matt Hancock had to say on the matter back in 2020. I want to issue a full apology to, the, uh, to the, those who've suffered uh, and their families uh, for, the, for the frustration, for the time that it's taken, that they've taken to get, the, uh, to get their voices heard. At the time, he promised that lessons would be learnt from the Baroness Cumberledge report, First Do No Harm. That report came after a number of safety scandals over the medical care of women, including the large number whose babies were harmed after being exposed to sodium valproate. This drug, used for epilepsy and bipolar disorder, has been associated with the development of birth defects and developmental problems in babies, such as autism. Two years on, Julia's investigation shows there is still much work to be done. Welcome, Julia. Hi, Nigel. I've heard sodium valproate being referred to as a bigger scandal than thalidomide. Do you think that's fair, Julia? Yeah, so you might expect this to have come from a journalist looking to write a sensational headline. But I've heard this phrasing most recently from the Patient Safety Commissioner, Henrietta Hughes. There are many similarities between what happened with thalidomide and what continues to unfold with valproate. In both cases, thousands of babies were born severely deformed after women failed to be properly warned about the risks. But in fact, it's estimated that up to 20,000 children in the UK have been harmed by sodium valproate. That scores more than the number that were affected by thalidomide. 20,000, that's an incredible number. The main difference is that in the case of thalidomide, the government eventually provided ongoing financial support for those affected. This is yet to happen with Valprey, and so far the government have refused calls for compensation through a redress scheme. So take us back to the beginning of your investigation. Why did you start looking into this? So one of the reasons I decided to look into it as an issue was to find out more about a target set by NHS England to reduce the use of Valprey in people who can get pregnant. That includes transgender men and non-binary people by 50% by 2023. I ended up having to resort to a freedom of information request in order to find the baseline figure, which I discovered was taken from April 2018. Why did you have to... An I just couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. And, and it's a basic piece of information, isn't it? Exactly. And just kind of normal requests to the press office sort of yielded no response. And yeah, I just couldn't find it anywhere. Um, it was just highlighted as a target, but without without any baseline stated. This then allowed me to track the current trajectory of decline. And it revealed that we still have quite a long way to go to meet this target. The most recent figures show we've achieved a 28% decrease so far. So we've still got a lot to do before the end of the year. So what are the reasons behind all of this? Why, why are pregnant women still being prescribed sodium valproate when we know the risks already? Well, for some patients, valproate is the only medication that works to control their epilepsy. So stopping the drug in these patients can bring its own set of risks. But I think ultimately the ongoing problem is that in some cases, people are still not being properly informed. So all patients taking Valprate who could become pregnant should have what's called a pregnancy prevention programme so that they've been told about and understand the risks 
are on highly effective contraception and see a specialist every year. So is that happening? I think in a lot of cases it is, but there are still cases where it's not. I think one of the areas that there's still kind of ongoing issues is in cases where packs of Valprate are split and then dispensed in plain packaging. So without the patient information leaflet or all of the warnings that comes with having the original packaging. Yeah, that sounds like dangerous practice, dispensing drugs without the requisite safety leaflets. Yeah, exactly. Quite recently, the Patient Safety Commissioner, Henrietta Hughes, highlighted the need to update the legislation to ensure that sodium valproate is always dispensed in the original manufacturer's packaging. So the government consulted on this way back in November 2021. So it's about time they provide an update on it. But presumably a leaflet on its own isn't going to solve this problem. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just one small part of a much bigger puzzle. The government are looking to address this. Last year, they announced some new measures which are going to be phased in this year, including a new requirement that no patient aged under 55 should be started on the drug unless two specialists have agreed there's no better treatment for them. And there are other new measures coming in, such as further warnings in the product information, improved educational materials and better monitoring of healthcare professionals' compliance with the new measures. Um, as I said, this was all announced at the end of last year, but we're yet to hear when or how this is all going to be implemented. So hopefully we find out more soon. But there are stricter measures that some people have raised, aren't there, that could be introduced? Yeah. In April 2022, Jeremy Hunt, now Chancellor, then Chair of the House of Commons Health and Social Care Committee, called for a ban on prescribing sodium valproate to pregnant women with epilepsy, although that's not really gone anywhere since then. The Secretary of State will have read the scandal exposed in the Sunday Times this weekend that six babies are being born every month after being exposed to sodium valproate, which has been known for many years to cause disabilities. Last year, the government consulted on putting warning labels on valproate. Is it not time to go much further and ban the prescription of sodium valproate to epileptic pregnant mothers? So that's an interesting intervention in the House of Commons, but... Nothing has really been said more on that um, since then, on instigating this kind of measure for sodium valproate. And speaking of our friends in Westminster, you were there just a few days ago, right? Yeah, I was at the launch of the Patient Safety Commissioner's 100-day report. So one of her priorities is sodium valproate. And the event was attended by a number of women who took valproate during their pregnancy and have been directly impacted by its devastating effects. Their stories are absolutely heartbreaking and many are struggling to cope many, many years down the line. The fight continues for these people and their families to receive compensation and the commissioner is providing the patient voice in these discussions. Although she doesn't have any particular power to instigate these changes, she clearly has some influence. In fact, I saw a health minister sneaking out of the room shortly after the event. That's interesting. Yeah. So just before you go, I did just want to ask you about some of the other concerns in your investigation about valproate and other anti-epileptics. Yeah, so there are some intriguing concerns about genetic changes triggered by sodium valproate, which could be passed down through generations. And this is something the MHRA are currently looking at. Although a lot of studies have been in animals, uh, so human studies are currently ongoing and we're awaiting to hear the outcomes of those. There's also evidence that the drug could have an impact on male fertility. I explore these more in the article, though, so you can find the link in the show notes if you want to read on. Also, there seem to be safety issues with some of the other anti-epileptics. For example, a review carried out in 2022 concluded that topiramate was not a safe alternative to sodium valproate. In fact, it found it carries a similar level of risk. 
These findings then pushed the MHRA to launch a safety review to look at prescribing of topiramate in more detail. We're yet to hear the outcome of that. So is there anything else you want to add at this stage? Yeah, I think it's pretty important to mention that pharmacists have a crucial role here, uh, particularly in communicating the risk to patients when they're dispensing these medicines. So last year, the Pharmaceutical Services Negotiating Committee and NHS England announced that they had agreed that the 2022-23 National Clinical Audit would focus on valprate with the aim of reducing the potential harm caused by the drug during pregnancy. So this is definitely a focus this year. Julia, thank you for that quick update. You're very welcome. As ever, if you have questions about this topic or you want to let us know what you think about this new podcast format, get in touch on social media using the hashtag PJPod or email us on editor at pharmaceutical-journal.com. And we'll be back in a few weeks with a new full-length episode. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.